Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. I had somebody ask me, how can I tell God's voice from the devil's? I think that can be a hard question. I mean, let's say you have a strong thought come into your head. Is, is that from God or the devil or is it just from me? I mean, it, let's say you have a dream tonight that says, move to California. <laughs> well, Lord, is that you or is that the devil or is it pizza? <laughs> well, um, let's talk about on this show how does God speak to us and how can I, I mean, I'll tell you kind of an embarrassing memory. When I was 14 years old, I was getting to be kind of religious. And I remember laying in bed and maybe I had said, God, if you want to talk to me, go ahead. And I thought I heard a voice calling me out of the closet, Tommy. And I started screaming. And dad comes running in the room, what's wrong? And uh, Dad, I thought I heard somebody calling me from the closet. I didn't have the nerve to tell him I thought it was God. <laughs> but he was kind of like, oh, brother, and went back to bed. Well, does God still talk to people like that? Remember years ago, Oral Roberts is now dead. But you remember when he said, unless I get $9 million to build my building by uh, May 31st, God told me he's going to take me home. Well... And then there's a certain TV preacher that I'm not real fond of, uh, and I remember her, he was preaching on TV a while ago. In the middle of his sermon, he stops and he says to the congregation, excuse me, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And he's getting direct communication from heaven right in the middle of his sermon. Really? I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but really? So... We need to sort this out and ask the question, how can I tell God's voice from the devil's? Let's pray. Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would now come and be our teacher. Lord, you said, Lord Jesus, that your sheep will know your voice. So teach us now how to discern the voice of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> First thing I want to say on this topic is beware of the false voice the false prophet. Jesus said in Mark chapter 13 that at the end of time false will, prophets will come and will fool many even by doing false miracles. And the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11, Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. Quote, therefore it is not surprising if Satan's servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In other words, Satan can put a collar on and preach at a church. Here's a couple that told me, you know, Pastor Brock, before we came to, to the church uh, here, um, we went to another Lutheran church for, to get married. And during premarital counseling, I said to the pastor, well, you probably should know my girlfriend and I are living together. You know what the Lutheran, I'm a Lutheran. You know what the Lutheran pastor said? Probably best thing you can do to make sure you're compatible. That's called a false prophet in the collar. 
way back in 1997, when I was still part of the liberal evangelical Lutheran Church in America, I went to their National Assembly in Philadelphia because they were going to decide whether they're going to keep paying for abortions with offering dollars. So I had to go and see what they were going to do. God bless a couple pastors that got to the microphone. Why are we killing unborn children for any reason? No, no limits on, on the reason. With offering dollars. And then other pastors got up. I, we're hearing lots of self-righteous men speak. This is a matter between a woman and her doctor. And I'm thinking, that's not true. But if it is, don't make the church then pay for it. They took the vote and we lost and to this day, if you put money in the plate of an ELCA Lutheran congregation, it can go to pay for abortion. That's called being a false prophet. Can I tell you what happened this week? The head bishop of the ELCA nationally is Bishop Elizabeth Eaton. A Chicago newspaper asked her the question, Bishop Eaton, is there a hell? Her response? There may be, but I think it is empty. Wait a minute, Bishop Eaton. Jesus said there is a hell a number of places, and he talked about people being in hell. What do you mean there might be a hell and there's nobody there? These are called false prophets in our midst. And you've got to ask the question, why? Do, and there's lots of false prophets in what used to be good biblical denominations. The United Church of Christ has really gone off the cliff. Um, the ELCA Lutherans, the Presbyterian Church USA is very liberal. United, uh, the uh, uh, Episcopal Church. Why is God allowing false bishops, false pastors in our pulpits? Here's the answer. Listen to this from Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 1. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or wonder... And the sign or wonder comes true concerning which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods whom you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of the prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to find out if you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall follow the Lord and fear him. Why does God allow false prophets to test us? To see whether we're going to follow his word? or some seminary professor, or pastor, or bishop. You know, I, I hope you test everything. I hope you, when you watch this TV show, I hope you just don't believe everything I say. If I say something that sounds funny, test it. Read the scripture. If, if, if the scriptures don't teach what I teach, throw out what I teach. You know, I, I will tell you, you're, you're not a doubter by testing things. In fact, you're commanded to test everything. Listen to this from 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Again, 1 Thessalonians 5. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophetic utterances, but test everything. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14. Let two or three prophets speak, but let the others pass judgment. That means test what's been said. So if someone gives you a word from the Lord, it's fine to say, well, I'll pray about it, I'll think about it, I'm going to test it. That's a good thing to do. Somebody comes up to somebody, the Lord told me, you're supposed to give me $50. And the person said, well, that's funny, I don't have $50. I hope you test everything. And here's the most important part of the sermon, how. 
How do I test if something is from God or the devil? Give it the threefold test. Test number one. Is it biblical? Paul the Apostle writes in 1 Corinthians 14, If anyone thinks he is a prophet or spiritual, let him recognize that the things that I write to you are the Lord's command. You know, if, if someone says, I have a word from God for you, but it, it, it's contrary to Scripture, it's not a word from God. I mean, I know a pastor who said he was married, and, his, and a woman, a married woman, knocks on his office door one day, Pastor, the Lord has told me you and I are to be lovers. Well, that's a pretty one, easy one to test. Thou shalt not commit adultery. I think there's a contradiction going on. Um, Years ago, in our Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper, it's it's a pretty liberal newspaper, in Easter season, they had an editorial written by the president of the United Church of Christ Seminary here in the Twin Cities, very liberal seminary. The point of his editorial is that Jesus did not literally, physically rise from the dead. This is coming from the head of a Protestant seminary. Well, that's, pretty, that's a pretty easy one to test against Scripture. You know the good news of that? His teenage son started coming to my church, started hearing the truth, and became an evangelical pastor. He's a pastor right now in Canada. So ultimately, God's written word ultimately will win out. But test everything. Is it biblical? Test number two. Did the prophecy come true? Um, Deuteronomy uh, 18 says, You may say in your heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not come about or come true, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. So test it. Number one, is it biblical? And number two, does this person have a good track record? Does it come true, her words from the Lord? I'm thinking of a certain lady. I'm shaking hands at the back of the church one day, and a woman named Lorraine was dying. Pastor Brock, the Lord has told me that uh, that Lorraine will not die. That week, Lorraine died. The next morning at the door, the same woman, Pastor Brock, the Lord told me that Lorraine's alive in heaven. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, but that's not what you said. So if this person has a bad track record, do not be afraid of that prophet is the point. I remember back in the 70s when I was in college, I was at a Bible study. Somebody said, the, Lord, the word of the Lord is this year will be cataclysm. Don't buy a new car. Don't buy a new house. Horrible things will happen this year. What happened that year? Nothing. So Test things. Give everything the threefold test. Number one, is it biblical? Number two, does this person's prophecies come true? And then the third test, what are the fruits? Jesus said uh, in, in Matthew 7, beware of false prophets. You'll know them by their fruits. So if somebody gives you a word from the Lord, number one, is it biblical? Number two, how's this person's track record? But number three, what would the fruits be? What would the results be if I did what this person tells me to do? That's the threefold test. Now, I want to spend the rest of the sermon briefly talking about how God does talk to us. There are so many counterfeit voices in our culture. Nevertheless, God still does talk to people. And let me quickly share, I believe it's about six ways 
the Lord speaks to us. Five ways. Number one, the Bible. God mainly speaks through this book. Do you know that 98% of what God wants you to know, he's already told you? It's in this book. So if you don't read the book, you're missing 98% of what God wants you to know. The, the Bible has final say. It's the highest authority for the Christian. You know, I will tell you, um, if you hear a voice from heaven tonight telling you to contradict scripture, that's not a voice from heaven. My problem with what Bishop Elizabeth Eaton of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America did this week by basically saying, if there's a hell, it's all empty. That's her opinion. You, Bishop, check your opinions against the word of God. And if you like the doctrine of hell or not, if Jesus said there's a hell, and he did, then you submit to scriptures and not to your opinion. The second way God speaks to us, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 16, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit speaks to people. And, and it says this in, in 1 John 2, 27, you have no need for anyone to teach you about his anointing, the Holy Spirit, but his anointing teaches you about all things. So there is this inward teaching that the Holy Spirit does in our hearts. Now, again, you've got to be careful because the Holy Spirit who inspired the Bible never contradicts the Bible. So if you think the Holy Spirit is leading you in a way that contradicts Scripture, that's not the Holy Spirit. I'll give you one more example. Back at that 1997 ELCA liberal convention, they decided on abortion. The second thing on the agenda was, is the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America going to interchange pastors with the even more liberal United Church of Christ? It was kind of a controversy. A pastor I know, God bless him, got to the microphone while it's being discussed. The head, the head president of the UCC was trying to sell this thing. And my pastor friend got to the microphone. Uh, president Thomas, can you tell us why the United Church of Christ ordains practicing homosexuals as pastors? This is before the ELC decided to do the same thing. His response, the Holy Spirit led us to do that. I went up to him privately after his talk and I said, uh, President Thomas, I wonder if you didn't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. I, I, I believe a spirit led you to do that, not the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible never contradicts the Bible that he wrote. So you gotta be careful. And, and you know, I'll, I'll say this too. Just because you have a strong feeling something is true does not make it true. I, I, know this, I knew this Baptist pastor and he said a little girl in his church was dying. So they had a special prayer meeting for her healing. And he said, we left that prayer meeting just with such a strong sense that God was going to heal that little girl. And he said the next morning she was dead. And he said, I learned from that not to confuse my strong emotions with the word of the Lord. God speak to, to us through the Bible, through the indwelling Holy Spirit. Third way God speaks to us, prophets. First uh, Corinthians 14 says, Brethren, earnestly desire to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but let things be done properly and in order. We are to earnestly desire that we have prophets in the church. The way we did it when I uh, was serving the church 
If somebody had what they thought was a word from the Lord for the church, we asked them to write it down. The elders and I would look at it, pray over it. Does this seem to be God or not? And if it did, we'd read it in front of the whole church. Now, it rarely ever happened. I wish it would have happened more. We're supposed to be open to prophecy. Uh, when I was made a pastor way back in 1979, my ordination service, after the service, a lady came up I had never seen. She hands me a note, and it was a prophecy. You will go through the fires, but you will not be burned. I mean, <laughs> this thing, I think, was from the Lord. We need to be open to that. Again, test everything against Scripture, but be open to prophets. It's a way that God speaks. Another way God speaks, through counselors. Proverbs 11 says, in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. So if I have a big decision to make, I don't make that alone. I go to some Christians I respect. I tell them this is going on, and I get their counsel. Bible, the Spirit, prophets, counselor. Fifth way the Bible speaks, through angels, visions, and dreams. If you read the Old Testament and the New Testament, not infrequently, God will send an angel. Or, or he'll give Joseph a dream. Or he'll give someone a, a, a vision. We've got to be open to that. Again, test everything, because Satan can appear as an angel too. In fact, if you go to the secular bookstore, you go to the New Age section, they talk about reincarnation and channeling the, the spirits. Now they're mixing angels in with it and people getting messages from angels from beyond. It's very New Age. No, no. I believe in angels. I believe in, in visions. But you've got to test everything against Scripture. The last way that God speaks, sometimes through an audible voice. Now, I've never had this happen unless that closet thing in ninth grade was real, I don't know. I've never heard an audible voice. I think most Christians never hear an audible voice. But I had a postman tell me a story that he was on a bus and he heard a voice, an audible outside voice. And, and from the story, it sounded legit to me. Paul did hear the audible voice of Jesus on the road to Damascus. So, uh, again, I, I, we can't forbid this stuff. Just again, you test everything against Scripture, and if you hear a voice from heaven telling you to contradict Scripture, that ain't a voice from heaven. One last thing. So God speaks to us through the Bible, through counselors, through the Holy Spirit, through prophets, through uh, angels, etc., and maybe a vulnerable voice. But the, the last question is, why does God speak to us? And here's what Jesus said in Luke 11. Blessed, that means happy, blessed are those who hear the word of God and do it. So why does God speak to us? For our blessedness, for our happiness. But notice, not just blessed are those who hear the word of God. Blessed, happy are those who hear the word of God and do it. So I close the sermon time by asking this question. Has God been speaking to you? Has he been trying to get you to do something? Blessed are you, happy are you, not if you hear that, but if you actually carry it out and do it. And, and I just close with this memory. My sister Ruth Ann died years ago, but she was six years older than, than me. And when I was 10 years old, I'd walk into her bedroom and she was 16, and she always had her white confirmation Bible on her lap, reading the Bible before she went to bed. And when I was 12 years old and I got my Confirmation Bible, I don't remember anybody telling me to read it. But because Ruthann read her Bible every night, 
when I was about 12 or so, I started reading my Bible every day. I still do. Why? And if you're not reading your Bible, keep it out on the table right next to your bed. Get it out because 98% of what God wants you to know, he's already told you. Read your Bible every day. Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible and our everyday walk with the Lord. Pastor Brock, could you give an example of a false vision? Yes. 1820, Joseph Smith claims that the angel Moroni visits him and gives him the Book of Mormon. And he wrote it all down, and then the angel took the golden tablets back into heaven. And now it's called the Book of Mormon. How do I know that's a false, pro false teaching? Because it contradicts scripture. Mormons believe that there are hundreds of thousands of gods. The Bible teaches there's one God. Mormons believe that when you die, if you're a good Mormon, you can become a god. Mormons do not believe, if you ask a Mormon, how did God become God? They'll say, we don't know. They, don't, they think God became God on another planet. And then you can become God and you can get your own planet someday to rule over. This is nowhere in the scriptures, but it's in the Book of Mormon. So if indeed Joseph Smith had a vision, uh, I think that was probably more of a demon than an angel. Because remember, Paul writes, Satan can appear as an angel of light. So you've got to test everything against the Bible. So is that a false prophet? You then? better believe. I believe Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, is a false prophet. Okay. Who are some of the other false prophets? So there certainly has yeah. to be more than just that one. Oh, um, Charles Russell in the 1800s founded the Jehovah's Witness Church. I would say he's a false prophet because they deny that Jesus is God. I would say Mary Baker Eddy, who founded Christian Science, it's neither Christian nor scientific, as people say. Uh, they, uh, uh, she teaches and taught that, Christian scientists teach that there is no such thing as sin. It doesn't really exist. It's more in your head. Well, if there's no sin, why did Jesus die on the cross? So Mary Baker Eddy, Christian Science, the Mormons, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, and Jackie, like we just preached, there are false prophets preaching in Lutheran, uh, Methodist, Episcopalian churches these days denying the basics of the faith. That's where it's really sneaky, when it's inside the church. Okay, are there any false prophets in the New Testament? I mean, uh, Yes, there are. Uh, if you look at Acts 13, the magician called Bar-Jesus is a false prophet. If you look in Acts chapter 8, Simon the magician is a false prophet. So there's, I there, didn't realize yeah, that. I'll yeah. have to look at Acts, I Yeah, guess. there you go. <laughs> um, so who are some of the false prophets today? You've mentioned some churches mm -hmm. and that that you... Well, you know, I, again, Jackie, because it's fresh in my head because it just happened this week. I guess I was n not real surprised, but a little surprised that the head bishop of the liberal Evangelical Lutheran Church in America would deny that anybody is in hell. How can you do that if you know your New Testament? But um, so I think some of the people, again, you know, the Lutheran Church used to be a good church, and it still is in the Missouri Synod, and, and there are still ELCA churches that follow Scripture, but it's time to get out of that denomination with, with, with the way it's been going for 20 years. Uh, so it's sad that it's in the churches now. Okay, we have a question from a viewer that really fits in good today, is mm -hmm. that he had a dream telling him to do something, and he's wondering if it's from God. 
or as you would say, probably from pizza. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> and how do you test that? Uh -huh. Again, just a review. If I have a dream and God tells me to do something, how do I know that's God or the devil or pizza? Number one, is this dream contradicting scripture? I mean, to make it difficult, Jackie, let's say I have a dream that I'm supposed to move to California. It seems like it's from God. All right, well, is that, test it against scripture. Well, the problem is the Bible doesn't tell you whether to move to California or not, so it's got to be more complex. Second test is um, the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, is the Holy Spirit leading me to go to uh, California? That can be difficult to determine. The third test, though, was um, the fruits. You'll know them by their fruits. What would happen if I moved to California? You try to think all this through, and then, like I say, you get counsel from other Christians, and then you make your decision. Okay. One more question on this. How can you understand the Bible better? You know, I read it but I still have questions. Yes, and I get this, I, I, I dearly, you know, I get lots of pe uh, people send in their Bible questions. Some, some young guy just sent me tons of questions. <laughs> and you know what I, said to, what I say to people? First of all, be part of a good church where you can be part of a Bible study and have your questions answered by other people right near you. Be in a good Bible preaching church so you can ask your pastor these things. But uh, this is big too. Buy the English Standard Version Study Bible. That's a really good one. Good conservative scholarship. The bottom of every page, there are footnotes telling you uh, how to understand some of these difficult verses. So have a good Bible, study Bible, ESV study Bible, or get a good commentary, but don't study the Bible alone. There's been Christians studying this forever, so, yeah. You know, Tom, how many years have we been doing this program? 1988, so many, many years, Jackie. <laughs> You know, and we just want to thank you, our viewers, who have made this possible, because without you turning to this program all the time, we yeah. would have no place. That's so, right. With one minute left, yeah. is there anything you'd like to say? Well, again, like Jackie said, thank, pray for our ministry. We're trying to uphold the truth of God in the midst of our deceived culture and in the midst of deceived denominations. So pray for us, because we get sometimes not so good mail. <laughs> But pray for us if the Lord nudges you to support us. The more money we get, the more TV time we buy so we can reach more people. You can go to pastorstudy.org and they will, uh, uh, you can donate through that or you can just send uh, uh, a gift at the end. You'll see our, our address. But uh, if you want our newsletter, you can write us too and you'll get our newsletter every other month. But just pray for us if the Lord nudges you to support us. We're trying to do the Lord's will. We have a board that oversees this ministry. The money goes where it's supposed to go. I'm very cheap. My salary ain't great, but I love doing what we're doing, and the money goes where it's supposed to go. So. And pastorstudy.org is where you can download any of our past you shows. You can watch all too. of our TV shows there. Thanks, and God bless. We pray that God will be with you, granting you his richest blessings until we're together again next time. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Thank you.